8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. And absolute greetings to you in a wonderful evening, I hope, awaits you tonight. And a good way to start this evening, maybe after supper, is listening to The Viewpoint. For the next two hours, it's all about that, the viewpoint of our guests, and certainly your viewpoint too. My name is Ashraf Garda, so welcome indeed to the show. Call in 0891104207. Not quite now, but that's a number you need to save, okay, to get on air. But you can tweet immediately. SAFM Viewpoint is the hashtag when you are tweeting, and then you tag SAFM Radio and tag me as well. SMS is 40938, 40938. Well, look at uh, a big picture story around... Uh, uh, very much a human rights issue that comes up later on around Amnesty International and uh, human rights issues around abortion and even drug abuse and that sort of thing. But we'll get to that later on. Not quite now. Later on. Let's start, however, with our big hitter for the night. And our big hitter is Patricia DeLille, who's the mayor of the city of Cape Town. So I should say, Mayor DeLille, good chatting to you. Hi. Assalamu alaikum. Yeah, walaikum alaikum. There's a strange part. Do you, do you feel strange being called a mayor? You know, so much has happened to you. Yes, you know, but it's not really about the position. It is about, you know, rights. Like, uh, I would like to listen to your program later on because, you know what, we've got this very, very progressive constitution and we are in the process of building a, a, a country on the principles of the rule of law and constitutionalism. So I, I approach my struggle in, in that context. Because we can have this beautiful constitution, but if we don't claim those rights inside the constitution, it becomes meaningless. Uh, I mean, as you can see, uh, you know, tomorrow we've got this, I mean, we've seen the 100 men march Mm, today, mm. um, you know, about the abuse of women and children. And I'm just saying, how many marches must we still have? I'm sure Tata Madiba and Mama Sisulu turning in their grave that we can't do a more, you know, to save the lives of women and children that are so abused. So, you know, there's also some indictment in all of us about some of the beautiful rights that we've got in the Constitution uh, that, that it's not really being felt out there uh, in society. Well, I mean, you, you raise important issues. And, you know, if we spoke two, three weeks ago, we'd probably be spending all the time talking about the many court cases that, you, that you've been involved in. Now it's maybe less so about that, but I'm very interested to pick your brains about some of the things you've already raised, which is, you know, people in leadership positions like yourself, how, how effective, how impactful are you? But before we get to that, let's go very quickly yeah. back to, to that point about the, the last case you had last week where, in fact, the, the, the judge, and I'm paraphrasing, sort of ruled that the, the DA were, in fact, uh, their, their actions were contrary to their own constitution, right? So w- where do you stand now with, with that position regarding uh, you being the, the city mayor? And, and, and what's the next big hurdle you need to debate? And th- then we'll move on. Well, my, my desire really is that, you know, we need to bring this to an end. Uh, it is not in the interest of our country uh, that as political leaders we, we continue to, to have these brushes. Um, I would like to put the interest of my country first and serve as a public servant. And, and, and so, yes, there's still one part of the court case outstanding that will come on the 1st of November 2018. And, and that deals about, you know, me wanting to have a, a, a disciplinary hearing. 
where all of these uh, allegations can be tested and where all the evidence can be brought forward. Um, And I think once we're over that, I would still like to be subjected to a disciplinary hearing in an open, um, a transparent manner in front of the media and, 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 and the people of Cape Town, because I think I owe the people of Cape Town an explanation to all of these um, allegations that have been branded uh, around me. So it's still ongoing, but in the meantime, I'm, I'm doing my 16 hours a day. Um, I've now come with a new innovative idea of a mayor's pop-up office, and I take my office out to the communities instead of waiting for people to come and complain. So it it is all stop go for me. Well, we'll talk about many of those issues in a moment. 0891-104-207. We'll take your calls in about 10 minutes' time so you can raise some specific questions. Um, not 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 delving too much about the past, but I think there's nothing wrong in raising those issues of the last week or two. But then certainly some of the issues around uh, discipline and having my my day and, and, and giving off my opinion as per the city mayor, we certainly want to get to your thoughts as a listener on that as well. 0891-104-207. I'm Ashraf Garda. This is The Viewpoint. Hectic on three, your new favorite tween show. For your daily dose of play, creating your exciting objects and some inspiring moments. Myself, Melo, and Dante are joined by a host of fun and interesting friends daily. So come on over onto our hectic hangout. Hectic on three on SABC3 at three daily for the time of your life. It has been said that the next world war will be fought over water, or rather, lack thereof. Skew. Swahili for thirst signifies the critical age of drought in Africa. Skew. Inspired by ancient African rain dance, Skew is a plea for rainfall. Skew. A dance piece performed to hauntingly beautiful Afrocentric music. Skew. At the South African State Theatre, 13 to 24 July. Get your tickets at Compi Ticket to quench the thirst. The South African State Theatre. Celebrating excellence. Hashtag SFM Viewpoint. My guest tonight's big hitter is uh, Mayor Patricia Delo, the mayor of the city of uh, of Cape Town. So, the 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 case then coming up uh, in in November. What what is going to be argued there? Uh, that is the the last part of my application, and that is to compel the party to provide me with the necessary evidence, uh, the proceedings of the CNAs in the report and the evidence from that report, because the report is out, uh, and I have been afforded an opportunity to respond to the report, but all of those allegations have not been tested in a, in, in a structure. So uh, further, we also want you to have all the names of the people, the original complaints against me, their surnames, uh, the dates of when this incident happened. And and once I have that information, I'll be able to then uh, defend myself uh, properly, like in a court of law, where, you know, if I've been accused of something, then the, the court has to bring uh, the evidence to that. So that's what that court case is about. What, what would you like to tell uh, listeners right now about... Uh, about your your integrity and your committed your commitment to to honest and good governance. Um, yeah, what would you like to tell us? Well, I would like to say that I I've, I have built a reputation in this country as a person that has fought against corruption all my life, 
corruption steals from the poor. We see in some provinces there some looting taking place, and that is wrong. And I still remain committed to fight corruption wherever it rears its ugly head so that we can make sure that the, the struggle that we fought for and this new democracy that we have today, that more people enjoy the fruit of our new democracy. But corruption is a, 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 a disease. It is, it is uh, it's becoming a pandemic in our country. And I think as all leaders, we must do a lot more. I still think that it was a big mistake to do away with the scorpions. They were so effective. There was a real show from government that we will take on corruption. And so a lot more needs to be done. And I'm committed to building this country. I'm committed to save South Africa. I've, I've been fortunate to serve my country in many positions. And I will continue to do so until one day they put me down six foot six. Now, you know, without getting into too much technical detail and, mm-hmm. and, and leaving aside your issues of the cases uh, and, and, you know, who said what and, and yeah. the constitution of the DA and, and that sort of thing, the, 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 the counter accusation about you is that, you know, you, you, you're, not that, you're not that clean. You, you've, you've, the issues around, around good governance, you are, you've fallen as foul of some issues around good governance or, you know, poor governance in this case, as many of the other people that you've challenged all, all your life. What do you say to that? Well, first of all, people are entitled to their opinions and people can make allegations, but those allegations must be backed up by facts and by evidence. And I've always said, as well, up to today, I'm prepared to subject myself to a due process that can test those allegations. But we can't have a situation where when an allegation is made, at the same time you're found guilty, the allegations is leaked to the media and it's pushed as if you have done those things. Um, processes must be in place, and that is what is enshrined in our Constitution. It's called natural justice. You also need to hear the other side of, of the story. So, yes, it has been going on, and that is what my struggle is all about, to clear my name. Uh, your name, your honor, your integrity, those things are priceless in life. And, and I mean, I didn't even mind to invest some of my, my, my pension money to, to, to fight to clear my name because um, whatever future I'll decide on one day or what I still want to do with my life, I can't do it with a dark cloud hanging over me. And, you know, sometimes the, the, the truth takes long to come out, but it will come out in the end. And it will come out in a proper structure where all of these untested allegations can be tested. Okay, we're going to find out what, what is it you can tell us now, and then we'll move on to uh, getting your thoughts on a whole range of other issues, including that all-important 2019 election. My my guest, my big hitter for the night, is the mayor of the city of Cape Town, Mayor Patricia DeLille. Uh, I'll get to some of the calls. Menzi, Colin, you're sticking around. I'll get to you just now. At SAFM Radio and at Ashraf Gada on Twitter. It's an interesting uh, image, 69 million versus 13 million. But of course, on the pitch, it's just 11 versus 11. We'll update you right through this important World Cup semi-final between Belgium and France, uh, certainly tonight. All right, my big hitter, Patricia Delille, the mayor of the city of Cape Town. We're going to get calls. What I'll do is I'll take three, four calls in one go, just in a minute or so. But but let's just get your thoughts, Mayor Delille, on, on this issue here. Uh, with, 
yes, you may not want to get into too much detail uh, because of, of accusations and allegations, right? But 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 why do you think there are people who believe that, that, you, that you actually are not squeaky clean? Clearly, they must have something about you. Why, why would you need a... Um, a disciplinary process or you're yearning to try and confirm that if you've done nothing it's simply a case of you guys must be crazy this is my evidence thank you very much let's move on <laughs> i wish it was as easy as that <laughs> uh it is once again that you know with the separation of powers between parliament the judiciary and the executive um we have got a very independent judiciary in our country and a very good one and when there are matters of dispute or matters of different interpretations of rules and and procedures, then you turn to the courts to be the final arbiter. Um, and, and the courts are also there to protect us. And, and that, that's all that I have done, was to say that let me turn to the courts, uh, let the courts be the final arbiter and decide on the matter, and, and I will abide by the outcome of the uh, the courts. And also, you know, I also respect the rights of the Democratic Alliance to appeal any court decision because any fair trial includes the right to appeal. So those are the commitments that we've made in 1994 um, and in 1996 when we adopted the final constitution. That is how we're going to build our democracy based on these values of fairness and justice. So that's all I'm doing right now. Okay, what what can you say? And I'll get to calls in a moment. The the one part around the issue of that SMS where you apparently yeah. told your colleague to to score a, a certain individual higher, you've never really answered that satisfactorily. What, what can you tell us about that? <laughs> exactly, I want I will answer all of those things. I'm not running away from anything. We have been asking for the past seven months. As part of a structure and part of the disciplinary procedure, please provide us with a copy of the SMS, what was sent to, and that information was not forthcoming for seven months. And that's why we had to turn to the courts to ask that that information be given to us. Now, once the court ruled that all the evidence um, must, must, must be given, uh, then we... That's one of the issues that I will have to defend myself against. I will not go on a trial by media, but because I have been principled and I've been consistently saying for the past seven months, bring the evidence, let it be tested. And the SMS is just one of those. Okay, so so you, there's nothing more you can say about that at this point in time? No, once we get okay. the evidence after the 1st of, 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 of November, then uh, a due process will start, a disciplinary hearing will start, which I want to be open to the media and open to the public. And then at that point in time, then I can answer to all of those. Because I want to be held accountable uh, for, for whatever it's alleged that I've done. But, you know, you can't put an allegation out there, find me guilty, be the judge, the jury and everything. I want all of these things to be tested after. Okay, that voice, of course, is of uh, Mayor Patricia DeLille, uh, the unmistakable voice of her, certainly one of the most recognizable faces and voices in the country. She's our big hitter for the night. I will talk to you about, about the future then, and not so much on allegations in terms of the relationship with the DA, what happens next. Let's get some calls, however. I know you have strong views on this. Menzi from uh, Katlehong. Welcome to the show, Menzi. Go ahead. 
Yes, how are you, my brother? Good, good I indeed. I would like to ask Andy Pet there. Yes. Did she still love DA? Because this story of, of her on the media has been gone for so long. And for me, she's like a sympathy seeker. You are still a DA member, and at the same time, you are talking very bad about DA, and you are being covered by the media. If you are not satisfied, why you are not resigning? Okay, let's get why that. Why you are not resigning? Thank- that's the only thing that I don't understand. Those politicians, they are going to the media, you know, speaking as if they are good all the time. If you are not satisfied, just leave Democratic Alliance. Okay, I, don't I, fool people around and failing to answer whether did you send the message, yes or no. All right, God, that I see Boris Johnson has certainly quit from uh, in the UK regarding the, the whole issue around Brexit. So answer that. If, if, do you still love the DA? Why, why don't you quit if, if not? Well, let me first say to the caller, I couldn't get his name now, the first caller now. Menzi um, from Katlehong, yes. Oh, Menzi. Menzi, you are certainly entitled to your opinion, but, but you're not entitled to use your opinion to judge me. My fight is certainly about the rights, human rights that we are all entitled to in this country. And I will appeal to you to just be patient because you must, all of these allegations need to be tested in, in, uh, in a due process. Uh, if I resign today, people will be saying, oh, she's resigning because she's guilty. So you must weigh up all of these things. I'm certainly not looking for sympathy. Um, I, I've always worked hard for what I've achieved in life, uh, and, and I will continue to do so. But this to me, I've never been persecuted like this in my life. For me, it's also a first. And I'm trying to deal with it as best as I can through our courts, uh, which I'm entitled to, to go to courts. And, and that, that will have the best outcome for, for both myself and, and, and the Democratic Alliance. And the other part, you still love the DA, as per Menzi's question? What did you say? Do you still love the DA? No, I, I, I'm still committed to the principles and the values of the DA. Uh, freedom, fairness, and opportunity. The one value of the DA of fairness is so applicable at this stage because we want to build a fair society where people are being treated equal before the law. You are being treated equal in terms of your rights. And, and we must build a new South Africa on the basis of the values of, of the DA. And, 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 and it can be done. But then we need to make sure that the value of fairness is also applicable to the, the, the current members of, of the party. Well, you know, you, you have said in the past that you may well step down from the DA. Is, is, is that still on the agenda? Because there's also people who, are, who could be influenced in terms of who they need to vote for in a few months' time, and, and you know, who you, whose policy would you be selling? Would you be selling the DA vision? Because, I mean, do you, it sounds like you subscribe to that vision. It's like, vote for the DA because their policies are sound. I, I, I certainly am committed to the values and the principles of the DA. And yes, the elections is around the corner, and, and we all have to go out and we have to persuade South Africans to, to, to make the choice uh, and vote for any political party of their choice. And that's why it is so important that this thing doesn't break on and take us right into the middle of an election campaign. But I don't have any control over the court processes. You know, the courts decide on dates, and, and you have to accept those dates. And that's why I'm saying to, to Mency, um, you know, uh, we need to find a solution. But if we can only find a solution through the courts, uh, that's the only op- option that I mm-hmm. have at the moment. 
But but you see, there is a difference between I'm committed to the values and principles of the DA, which is what you've just uh, confirmed, versus I'm committed yeah. to the DA. Are you committed to the DA no matter what happens? I don't know how you make the separation because, <laughs> you know, the, the, the party's got a constitution and the party's got policies. And and those are the policies uh, that, that we've all designed and put together to save our country, but also to give South Africans an option of an alternative and another choice. So, you know, we must separate the party from individuals within the party uh, uh, because my problem is not with the party and the party policies. My problem is with certain individuals that have accused me um, and made all of these untested allegations in public and smeared my name in public. So I have to clear my name in public. Okay, we'll pick up on that in a second. Let's get more calls. Uh, Jenny from the Cape. Go ahead, Jenny. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good indeed. Thanks for calling in. What's your What's your viewpoint, Jenny? Okay, so my viewpoint and my question to Auntie Pat is... Um, Auntie Pat, you say you are committed to the principles and policies of the DA and you're always talking about how you enshrine and, and value human rights. So my very, very scared question tonight is what about my rights as a whistleblower? I'm one of the people who complains about you and who said something about you and now you want my name and surname? I am terrified. What are you going to do to me, Auntie Pat, when you find out who I am? Am I going to end up like a dead ANC political cadre? And it's not funny. You always laugh about things. You are a bully. And when people find out what you've been doing in Cape Town, and it will come out and I will be safe throughout this process, then people, and maybe you, will not be laughing anymore. So, Auntie Pat, what about my human rights as a whistleblower, Auntie Pat? What about me? Okay, well, I, do, I, do, do I take it that the name you've given is not your real name? Of course not, because I'm terrified, and I want to know why she wants to keep trying to find out what my name and surname is, and there's more of us, and we are all flippin' scared. You should have been there at the offices in Cape Town. Auntie Pat, you are a bully, and you laugh, and you pretend to be a victim, but we are the victims here. The people of Cape Town are the victims in this situation, not the GA, and not you. It's the people of Cape Town. Okay, got that. Thank you. And I'm sure that discussion will, will, will go its own course. Just res- respond to that. It's a very disturbing call. Yeah. Well, no, no. It's, uh, the whistleblowers have got their rights in an act of parliament. And, and that is exactly what I'm talking about, that we all have rights in this country. Whistleblowers have got rights in this country. But whistleblowers, when you blow the whistle on something, it must be on the basis that you can produce the evidence, not necessarily your name, but you must produce the evidence. And I am not so sure that people are scared of me in the city of Cape Town. There are hardly anybody that calls me mayor. They call me Auntie Pat, Auntie Lily. I, 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 I go to the level where I can connect with the people all the time. I'm out there in the field all the time. I've worked together with a very committed team of councillors in 2016. We were able to win the confidence of Cape Town and they gave us a 66.6% of the vote. So really, it is a matter of fairness. If Jenny wants to protect the name and to want to remain anonymous, but she will still be obliged in terms of the Whistleblowers Act um, of Parliament to provide the evidence. That's all I'm asking for. And then that evidence must be tested. Okay. And, 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 and very quickly, do, do, you, do, do, you know, do you know, I mean, I know she's giving a different name, but, but do you know who Jenny is? She certainly sounds like you know each other pretty well. Do you know who she is? 
this no, person? No, no, I've got no, I no idea who who Jenny okay. is. But right. you know, she's entitled to her opinion okay. too. We'll, we'll develop that. We'll get to Colin's thoughts in a moment. And the other call is 0891-104207. The big hitter for the night is the mayor of the city of Cape Town, Patricia DeLille. 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda. The mayor of the city of Cape Town, Patricia DeLille, is my uh, big hitter for the night. Let's get another call. Colin from Cape Town. Go ahead. Hi, Colin. Hi, Ashra. Oh, I've been holding, holding. Good evening, Ashra. Good evening, indeed. Good evening Thank you. Good evening, Colin. You know, I think, Patricia, you've got something up your sleeve. This has been dragging on now for months, and it will go into next year, and the election is just around the corner. I think you are busy trying to divide the Cape Townians, because this case should be over and over. You see, you've got, you've got so many unanswered questions I'm going to ask you again did that SMS come from your cell phone because I know what comes from my cell phone so it's either a yes or no Patricia but now you always say let the court decide let the evidence be shown you know you're keeping you're dividing the whole of Cape Town come to an end with us now you're either guilty or you're not guilty resign or stay and tell the DA look here Sort us out, because the election is just around the corner, and nobody knows in Cape Town where to go. So sort it out, please, Patricia. Okay, nice request. Colin from Cape Town, Patricia. Again, you're, getting, you're going to get that question all the time, isn't it? Yes, of course, uh, Colin. I would like to sort us out as soon as possible. It is not exactly because of my doing that where we are where we are today. And, and and like I've said many times before, you know, like I respect the rights of every individual in our country, uh, that people must also respect my rights. Uh, and because to me, it's, it's about clearing my name. I mean, Colin will know, I mean, what will he feel if, if he must walk around every day and people look at him that, you know, Colin is being accused of that and Colin is being accused of this. And Colin is not being afforded an opportunity to clear his name or to have this allegation state. Okay, so so just it to confirm, just to, justice works all right. So in just to country. confirm, in, in case yeah, no one else is above the law, we all are subject to the law. Okay, so just to confirm, in case somebody else asks the same question, yeah, that issue of that SMS, you're not going to comment about it now. Have, have I got that right? I've, I've said now before for seven months, Astra, we've been trying to get the copy to become part of the disciplinary procedure that the party has established. I was before disciplinary committee on the 20th to the 22nd of March in 2018. And then we made the request there already. It was not until recently when this SMS appeared in the, in, in the media. And I'm asking myself, why? with the SMS not have been produced at the time of the disciplinary hearing. And people must not just understand also that, you know, we, we can't also run kangaroo courts and, 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 and just say, you know, uh, uh, this one is guilty or that one is not guilty. Uh, the other side must be able to state their case with these allegations. And I must also be afforded an opportunity to respond. Okay. And that opportunity will co- come in a proper structure set up by the party. 
Okay, but but for the record now, you you're not going to actually comment on the validity of that of that SMS and the actual content until you have your time in court. Is, have I got that right? Not in court. I am in, in terms of the disciplinary process. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm 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 going to answer to the validity of that question when the evidence is produced in a structure the disciplinary procedure established by the party in terms of the party's own constitution. And at that point in time, I will answer. Okay, got that. Let's, let's move on. So, so, so let me just put it this way from a listener point of view. We've asked that question many times. Others have done the same. Let's just park that aside. The guest is certainly not going to comment further on that one for now. Uh, that was Sean, right? What I'll do is I'll take maybe three more calls that I'm very interested about the future in terms of where Patricia DeLille, the mayor of Cape Town, uh, goes to. Impo, go ahead. Hi. Hi, I'm pretty concerned by uh, Auntie Petty asking for whistleblowers' names. Given our PAC background, and we all know what happened to whistleblowers during apartheid or impimpies, and given the terrified voice of the, that poor girl, Jenny, does she want to do the same thing as what uh, impimpies happened in what happened to impimpies in apartheid? Okay. Uh, I'm I'm concerned and disappointed given her PAC background. Okay, got that important. What I'll do, let me take two more calls in one go, then we'll get a response. Okay, so that's Impo, concerned about uh, those allegations uh, and accusations, I should say. Uh, Sean from Jobek. Hi, Sean. Hello, how are you? I'm good indeed. Right, go ahead. Yes, um, there were reports that um, uh, this uh, Premier Ellen Zile facilitated uh, a meeting between and Musimai money to settle out of court. So I want to know from Ms. Dillil, if the DA says that, um, let us settle out of court, but still subject her to internal disciplinary hearing of the DA, where she don't have to go out on public and the DA don't have to go out in public, punishing each other's name. Will she agrees to that, as she wants uh, this thing to be... An in internal disciplinary hearing. Okay, got that, Sean. Uh, thanks for thanks for that call. Let's get the last call for now. Okay, Nico from uh, Gianni. Uh, Gianni, rather, welcome to the show. Hi. It's, it's Gianni. I got that, Gianni. Yes, Gianni. absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> yes, no, no, man. I want to say to um, uh, uh, the, the the leadership there that woman is a revolutionary. And and while well, she's and listening to you, you can tell her directly. Yes, yes, I'm saying that. Uh, we're saying that woman is a revolutionary. And uh, to listen to uh, an anonymous uh, in the form of uh, uh, some um, whistleblower who comes and spill uh, bile all, all over the show and all over the media is very, very unfortunate. I think we all know the story why that woman is in trouble because she refused pressure to collaborate with the Israelites uh, in regarding to the issue of uh, dissertation there. And the story must be told uh, without the fear or favor. And uh, the DA must not be planting people to want to tarnish a name and a good uh, uh, credentials that all of us know. If a person is a uh, whistleblower, they know what uh, under which law they are protected. And they should stick to that instead of coming here and throw a very bad uh, okay. mail but, but of course the show is called The Viewpoint, so people have views. And uh, whether whether myself or you, Nico from Giani, agrees with that, we allow that space uh, to be there. Let, let's get Mayor DeLille's uh, responses. So response to, to those those three, four calls uh, around internals, around that first call about the PAC and concerned about how you may just knock them off. And this last call uh, from, from Giani. Well, I was a whistleblower myself in a 50 billion rand arms deal. 
I was able to produce evidence. I was I got death threats. I was followed. I was monitored. My phone calls were tapped. But because I was able to have the evidence, which I finally gave also to the media, so in case they take me out, then somebody else will have the evidence. That is the meaning of a whistleblower. And it, uh, I, I also had to go forward at great risk to my family and to myself. But because I love this country and because I want to see our country succeed, I had to take that risk. I'm glad Sean raised the issue of apartheid. During the days of apartheid, there were no constitution. There were no Bill of Rights. We didn't have an independent judiciary. Many people were jailed, murdered, maimed. People went into exile to fought for all of the rights that we all enjoy today. During apartheid, they put people in jail for 60 days, 90 days without trial. Fortunately, those days are over. And now we have got a country that's based on the rule of law and the Constitution. So we can't go back to those dark old days where we want to uh, uh, just accuse people and then, you know, the public must believe that person is, is, uh, uh, is guilty. So it's a right space, and that is the future of our country. Uh, people, if you want to blow the whistle like I did, and not once in corruption, but many times during the times of corruption, I was able to produce the evidence. And that's all I'm asking for, that I also be, be, be given that space. And, you know, this that people say that they fear this and fear that. For me, in my case, as the whistleblower, I have always departed from the point that I only fear my God. And because I believe and I'm a, I'm, and I'm a religious and a Christian person, that faith carried me through because I only fear my God. We should not be fearing other human beings uh, on the basis that we believe that that human being is that kind of person. I've not been found guilty of murder or, 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 or fighting and crime for, for anything in this country. So I really think that those fears are, are misplaced. Uh, just bring the evidence and then the evidence can be tested. Now... On, on our call from Gihani, mm. um, you know, I, 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 I agree with you, my brother, um, that we, you know, we, we tend to point fingers at, at everyone. And I, I said earlier on in, in, in the program, we certainly all are entitled to our opinions, and we all have opinions. But what is wrong when we use that opinions to judge us? And we must be very careful about that. Um, the last caller is Paul. Well, well, one of them spoke about internal processes, and and of course, the, the first one uh, was was more concerned about you know you knocking off whistleblowers as per the PAC style, as per that allegation, and and feeling sorry for the lady who called. Uh, no, no, yeah. that that's not true. That's absolutely nonsense. Um, you know what? Um, you you have to stand by your courage, of your commitment to bring the evidence. But do you think it is right? to accuse anybody, for instance, of murder, and you don't have any evidence to that. Even if you go to a court today and you are being accused that you stole something, the judge will say, here is the evidence, and then you get found guilty or not guilty based on that evidence. So we just have to come to accept 
that we've got a constitution in this country and we are all equal before the law and equal before the constitution. Okay. Um, Those days are over where some were more equal than others. All right, I want to get your take on, on what the state of the country is and I'll do that in a moment. Hectic on three, your new uh, favorite tween show. For your daily dose of play, creating your exciting objects and some inspiring moments. Myself, Melo, and Dante are joined by a host of fun and interesting friends daily. So come on over onto our hectic hangout. Hectic on three on SABC3 at three daily for the time of your life. It has been said that the next world war will be fought over water, or rather, lack thereof. Skew. Swahili for thirst signifies the critical age of drought in Africa. Skew. Inspired by ancient African rain dance, Skew is a plea for rainfall. Skew. A dance piece performed to hauntingly beautiful Afrocentric music. Skew. At the South African State Theatre, 13 to 24 July. Get your tickets at Compi Ticket to quench the thirst. The South African State Theatre. Celebrating excellence. Hashtag SAFM Viewpoint. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.8 FM in Neisner. Patricia DeLille, the mayor of uh, the city of Cape Town, is my uh, big hitter. There's a range of SMSs. I can tell you, I'm not going to read them now. Time's very much against us, excepting to say as well that many of the SMSs cover many of the things we've already discussed uh, around allegations, around those SMSs, around what may happen. So I just think we'll be repeating that. What I'd like to ask you, Mayor DeLille, is, is let's talk about the state of the country. So away from just, you know, Patricia DeLille politics or DA politics, what's your thoughts about South Africa Inc.? right now um we in a race against time so that what we must do is to make sure that as public representatives we make sure that many more people enjoy the fruits of our democracy today we are still the most unequal country in the world inequality poverty landlessness homelessness uh, the majority of the people of South Africa still don't have those rights. And so my take on the state of our country today is that, yes, we have seen a number of changes. A lot more people have got access to water, sanitation, electricity, things that they were never had access to. But uh, and, 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 and we've done a good job there. But I still always feel that we could have done better by now, considering that we are more than 23 years in our new democracy. And so the, the political leaders of today must begin to look and put the interest of our country first, the interest of our people first, and not the interest of individuals. And we need to unite the nation around um, this constitution of ours, especially when it comes to reconciliation, redress. We must build a diverse society because in our constitution preamble, uh, it states that, that we must be united in our diversity. We must never try and make each other to be uh, all like uh, the same. So all political leaders in, in this country today must must ensure that we bring 
and those constitution, uh, those rights in our constitution that we begin to make that constitution a living document and make sure that we build a country that we can all be proud okay, of. Okay, now I would say, you know, it's, it's, it's very much, if not even a DA manifesto, it's very much a Patricia DeLille manifesto, and it could well be adopted by other parties. But the, the reality, and I'm talking in a plural sense about all parties here, how, how far are, are we going down the line to achieving all those not just lofty goals, but they, but they're very, very desperately necessary goals to ensure that the country can garner a sense of normalization and be a country like many other countries in the world. How far are we down the line to that? Uh, we need to see a lot more commitment, clear commitment with clear goals and clear deliverables from all political leaders. We should not be making promises that we can't keep. And the, 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 the crisis in our country is of corruption, where a lot of the money that's meant to be spent on the poor gets stolen or looted. And therefore, the responsibility is on each and every one of us to make a contribution to building this new democracy and our country. We cannot just rely and put the faith of our country in the hands of a few elected politicians. As ordinary citizens, we also got a role and responsibility. So that is the unity and diversity that our constitution preaches to us, and that to me is what we need to live by. How, how far am I on the mark or off the mark by saying that just about all the political parties, you know, preach about putting South Africa first. But in practical terms, whether it's the, the ruling party, the ANC, whether it's the DA, whether it's the EFF, whether it's the smaller parties, that in in, in reality, however, they are far uh, ready, ready in this case, to, to knock each other off, to try and push their own party political agenda at the expense of the country. Which one's, which one's truer? Well, uh, certainly the people of, con- of this country will judge you harshly because we need to walk the talk. We need to start implementing, implementing and implementing and speeding up uh, getting more people access to the basic rights that they are entitled to. Yes, the normal grandstanding of, of politics you will always find, you find it all over the world. Um, lots of the party speaks about the same issues. Some just put more emphasis on it. You know, you hear the issue of jobs and, I, and, and our economy that must grow. But certainly uh, the people of South Africa must make that choice and look at the political party, which they can trust to deliver on those issues. Then the politicians will sit up and listen once people start punishing them. Because people must use their votes to bring about change in our country. And what for you would be, you know, the three most pressing issues that that we not just have in our country, that we actually must solve, like as a matter of ASAP? For me, first of all, it's education. Uh, with education and with any piece of paper, diploma or degree in your hand, Certainly, it can open doors and opportunities for you and, and to a job. So our ed- education systems certainly need to be ramped up a lot. There's a mismatch between the skill set we deliver to our education system and what is needed in the economy. So education is the basis where 
all young people, especially the 60% young people in our country, they must use that opportunity to educate themselves. Then, of course, the the second one that is um, also uppermost is access to uh, housing opportunities. Um, there are waiting lists, and people have been waiting for many, many years on the waiting list for the house. But government can't supply houses to everyone. Government only supply houses to those that qualify, earning less than three and a half thousand. So, in housing, we also need to 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 jack up a lot more. We need to make more land available for housing, and then, of course, the third, my third point is corruption. Uh, we mm-hmm. must deal decisively with corruption in any sphere of government. What, what are we doing right now in the post-Zuma era? Uh, doing, uh, we have to, uh, you know what, our country was on the brink of a, a major, major disaster under the leadership of, of, of Jacob Zuma. Although you can't blame him alone because he led a cabinet of ministers and and at, and at this time when things were going so horribly wrong in our country, a lot of them were quiet because they were sitting in comfortable positions. But now post-Zuma, uh, where, and especially for the opposition parties, we now need to begin to say to South Africans, not only what the ANC is doing wrong, but what will we do better than what they are doing right now? And then we can begin to focus our election campaign on issues and issues that's close to the hearts of all South Africans and thereby building a country that we could all be proud of. I'm worried, you know, what is going to happen to the next generation? It's a common generation. We've got a duty to make sure that we build a country that we can leave behind for the next generation, that they can continue to build. So I'm very worried about our young people, uh, there are not enough opportunities for our young people. Many of them are unemployed. Um, uh, uh, many of them, some would even have degrees, but they still can't find a job. So our focus and the focus mm. of all political parties must be on young people. And, and therefore, because, and therefore, we've got about two minutes to go incredibly, yeah. Major Lil. Where do you position yourself? I mean, every one of us, if I was a politician, I'd, I'd be trying to position myself to make a certain impact in the 2019 election and beyond. And, you know, you need to be in politics to make that sort of impact. Where, where the, therefore, would you do, you, do you or would you want to position yourself 2019 and beyond? Well, certainly uh, 2019 will come and we will have another election five years later from that. But, but, but where I would like to see our country in 2019 is that, you know, all of these old things that have been regurgitating and have been repeated by so many politicians just before elections, that we should not just emerge uh, a year or so before the elections, that political parties must be responsive and be there for the full five years that they've been elected in those positions. So um, very soon we will be seeing the competition among different political parties with different programs, different emphasis, and that's part of democracy. Fair, uh, fair enough. And what, 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 what about Patricia Dilla herself? What, what about you? I mean, parties have their own I vision. You have your own vision in terms of where you can make the biggest impact. What will yours be? I just want the best for my country. And I will serve my country in any position. I would like to see that the many, many millions of poor people, the marginalized, 
women and children out there that we do a lot more. And if I can play a role in alleviating poverty and making sure that we create jobs, that we deal with our young people, I want to be part of a team that wants to save South Africa. Currently, you're, and we're going to wrap up now, we've got 30 seconds to go, your position is you're serving the country to the best of your ability through the DA. If if needs be, I sound like I'm quoting Nelson Mandela loosely, would you see to serve the country outside the DA with another political party if it is in the best interest of South Africa? I would love to design my, my future, Asraf. I would like to know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I am in a position right now where I don't know because I've got this dark cloud hanging over me. So I'm in a very, very difficult position. And that's why I would like to get out of this uh, quagmire that we are in at the moment as soon as possible so that if I am not wanted in the DA, if you know, some individuals don't like me in the DA, that that must be put behind us so that we can concentrate on what we've all been elected to do, and that is to serve our people. Well, I tell you what, I that think, I, what I would love I to think I'm going to say what everybody else Thank in the country the is saying. Well, I think we're all going to say, bring on that November uh, disciplinary inquiry. We all can't wait for that to happen because I think it's important. It happens, and then we can move on. Uh, Mayor Patricia Little, thank you for your time. We'll hopefully have another chat, a debate on land, and I'd like you to be part of the debate some other time, maybe post this uh, Soccer World Cup. Thank you so much for your time. There you are. Mayor of Cape Town, Patricia DeLille. We're going to talk about other issues, a big picture around uh, Amnesty International with a series of proposals that are really important. Let's get the news now. It's nine o'clock.